Initiating startup sequence. You're listening to the Loud and Queer podcast, Australia's only national radio show by and for queer youth. Welcome back to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. Uh, my name is Rob. I am 23. I identify as he, him or his pronouns and I am queer and today we have two special guests, Alison who is 27 and their pronouns are they, them, theirs and Catherine who is 30 whose pronouns are she, hers. And we are also here with Lisa. Oh, yes, you are. Um, I'm Lisa. I'm 24. And my pronouns are she, her. And I should just mention that Alison and Catherine are here because they are creators of a fabulous, fabulous zine, a uh, local zine in Melbourne, Concrete Queers. Oh, my goodness. Why did I always say? My brain went to say Concrete Playground, and I'm so sorry. I don't know what, where that came from. Um, so, yes, we have a lot to talk about on today's show in regards to that. How are you guys feeling today? Fantastic. Yeah, pretty good. Thank you for having us. No, no problem. worries. Our pleasure. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, and just before we jump into our first songs, I was watching America, um, Active Shooter on Stan yesterday, and I just wanted to just touch on the fact that Pulse Orlando did happen, and it was a thing that happened almost two years ago, and I don't think that any of us should forget that. And, you know, there were 49 victims, 58 injured, and many, many more affected by the tragedy that happened um, within our community and to our community. Mm. And, yeah, that was that was just basically all I wanted to say about that. So we shall jump into our first song, if you guys like. This is Forrest Gump by the one and only Frankie Ocean. That last song there was Daddies by Fortunes. And before that, we had Forrest Gump by Frank Ocean. Welcome back to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. You're listening to Rob, Lisa, Alison and Catherine. And our first segment today is about zine culture and contemporary queer publishing. Yeah. So who wants to start us off? Do you want to start us off, Lisa? Sure. Um, So Alison and Catherine are both um, incredible, you know, producers in their own right. Um, They have Concrete Queers, which is a local zine um, that you can pick up in various um, locations across Melbourne. Um, So how did you get started? What's the premise of the Concrete Queers? Like, how did it all, like, get off the ground? Uh, basically, we went to one session about zines at Emerging Writers Festival, and then we were like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, and then I think we were on holiday, and we were like, we have so many cool artistic friends that are so talented. What can we do? Yes. Um, yeah, and then we decided to make a zine. I yeah. think that's... And we ran the idea by our friend Tilly, and she just straight away went, oh, I saw a rainbow cement mixer in Prague. We have to call it Concrete Queers. So, <laughs> amazing. A That's rainbow it. cement mixer. <laughs> That's the best thing. Um, yeah, the design of your zine in saying that is also, like, incredible. Even on, I went on your website last night, just had a bit of a browse, just everything about, I don't know, technical, um, you know, digital online terms and stuff. But just when I was scrolling, I was very um, amused and felt very happy by the whole thing like so who does your designing and stuff is that you guys or uh for a very long time we had park street who is an incredible designer yeah um the horror issue was done by Lornot, um also an incredible designer and then we've just sort of picked up bits and pieces nice um, here and there so so it's just like your curated sort of eye 
putting yeah, everything together. Yeah, we together. just got really lucky and, yeah, had just a ridiculous amount of talented friends that could mm. do it. Mm. That's for so the, awesome. For number 10, though, Kat learned InDesign in about a week and she she, <laughs> she designed that issue. So well done to her. She's a champ. That's fantastic because InDesign is terrifying. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. so terrifying. It's really, really, it's a great program. It's yeah. fantastic. I'm just really bad at yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I loved um, the latest edition of Concrete Queers. I read it cover to cover. I loved every moment of it. It was all very poignant, very heart-wrenching, very, very sweet. I loved it. Um, and I love Zine Culture as well. I love that it's so accessible to everybody. And I guess the whole point of it is that anybody can do it. Like, anybody can kind of, like, publish a zine. Which is, like, so... The idea is enticing to me, and I'm in the process of making my own. Mm. And I'd love to know, how... How did you... How did you even go about publishing it? Like, who did you contact? Did you contact anybody? Did you just print it yourself? Like... For the very first one, I think Kat was working in a bar, and you got talking to Park, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Park's friends were playing, um, just playing a gig, and we just got to chatting, and it kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but basically, if you've got an idea, which it sounds like you do, then yeah. you can make a zine. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, that's the spirit. Yeah, <laughs> it does help if you stumble across a deeply professional designer in a bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what the design's going to be like, but I'm trying to find somebody. There's no wrong answers to zines. I think that's the big appeal of them. You can, yeah. you can do whatever, whatever you want. Right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, If you head down to Stick Institute in the DeGrave subway in Melbourne. um, Oh, yeah, I went there a few weeks ago, yeah. Like, there's no bar that you have to uh, get over to make scenes. (laughs) I don't know what the word is. You don't have to, like, adhere to anything. Yeah, it's literally you can just, like, scribble on a piece of paper, photocopy it a hundred times. Well, it was when I was was there that I kind of realised, okay, this is something that I want to do because I can do it. It's like, oh, yeah, there's, like, there's no... Like one type of zine. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, you can do whatever you want. Mm, yeah. I love that. It's very <laughs> freeing. Yeah. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah. And the first time I was kind of like shocked by someone with a zine, one of my friends that I went to uni with just posted on Facebook, hey guys, go and pick mine up at the same place. In yeah. <laughs> and I was like, he's published? What does this mean? Oh, what, what, what? How does this happen? And then I went down and like had a look at and I was like, oh my God, I can do this too. So it's like the same sort of eye-opening mm. thing and that's like the same for like our listeners and stuff. I hope that this is sort of helping people understand that you can have um, an actual physical creative outlet for yourself. Mm. Yeah, and there's no gatekeepers, which I think is especially important with queer stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, you can you can do whatever you want and it's great. Oh yeah, because like it, obviously it's like queer-centric and whatever Mm. which is amazing but you've also um allison got a book that you've written and is published yes and it's called ida and (laughs) that touches on some very interesting um subjects that are not usually brought to the light if Mm -hmm. you'd like to talk about that yeah uh, ida is a young adult novel it's kind of like a sci-fi queer coming of age genre mashup um Basically, the main character, Ida, um, she can she thinks she can travel in time, but what she's actually doing is switching between parallel universes, and then she kind of starts to switch too much and like uh, starts to see doppelgangers of herself. Mm-hmm. And it gets a bit intense. Cool. Very yeah. nice. And it won the People's Choice Award, didn't it? Yes, at yeah. the Victoria Premier's Lit Awards. Congratulations. Um, thank yeah, you. Yeah, congrats. Congrats. <laughs> congrats. <laughs> 
Um, it's yeah. also been long listed for the Inky Awards as well. Oh. Yes, and also the Orialis Awards too. <laughs> oh, amazing. Plug. Don't stop. Plug. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. No, we love success stories. Um, and yeah, so it goes into the idea of gender. What, what was it? Gender queer. Gender queer. Yeah. Is that yeah. the right term that I'm using? Gender. It's yeah. The gender well, there queer are five thing. trans characters in it. One's gender queer. Two are gender fluid. One is a trans boy. Oh, no, there are only four. I mean, that's still quite a lot. Yeah. but uh, <laughs> That's more than any book I've read. Yeah. <laughs> so you're doing, you know, God's work here. Yeah. Um, I think. Well, I think that's fantastic, and I think that a lot of people are going to be able to sort of hopefully read it and reflect and see themselves, or if not, learn something new. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of why I wrote it, really. Was it for, like, yeah. to... Bri- to- like normalize things in a way like just yeah because I think a lot of queer lit is about coming out um, which is obviously very important but every every book doesn't need to be about that so I just tried to do it as they're queer but it's about you know doppelgangers and stuff yeah (laughs) it's it's got the freaky sci-fi stuff yeah it's really I I got so scared like it's not even scary (laughs) but I'm just a wuss and it was just so scared (laughs) you scared yourself in your own books oh my goodness (laughs) that's amazing and I also loved um I read an interview or an article that you wrote online and you said that um a was it a short story that Gerard Way wrote that um Oh, the comic killed Yeah, Joyce? the comic. That's yes. what it was. It was, oh, And I was like, of so course, good. Gerard Way is like the gatekeeper of, you know, emo kids and also yeah. <laughs> gender, you know, identity. Yeah, like, is yeah. there anything he cannot do? I know. <laughs> I think they might be they now. I heard whispers Ooh, online. Heard I'm not before. sure. I mean, it doesn't surprise um, me, but. Yeah, I was like, oh, one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so what can we expect from the latest issue of um, Concrete Queers? Uh, so the latest one's Milestones, and we actually did it to celebrate. It's our third anniversary. Um, we've been doing it for three years, and it's our 10th issue. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, as the editor's notes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've published, I think, over 50 queer artists. Oh, wow. Over 55, I believe. 55. Uh-huh. Over, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we're just really, really proud of it. And um, You should be. And the next one is actually called Home. So if anyone has anything that they would like to submit, the date is, I think, this week. 18th of March. 18th of March. 18th oh, I looked at the website Thank you. Before, <laughs> before we left. I was like, I'm going to submit yeah. something. And where can, they can, where can they submit to? Uh, so you can go to concretequiz.com slash submissions. Um, it has all the information or it's concretequiz at gmail.com. Um, if you have anything you want to send through or any questions or anything like that. And what can you submit? Is it mainly writing or is it, can you submit visual stuff as well? Or? We almost always need more visual art. Um, we cool. get, um Yeah, yeah. we love writing. We love getting essays. We love getting all the different pieces of mm. prose and everything. Yeah. Um, but I think we generally, I think at the moment, need more visual. Yeah, we so. usually end up like emailing one of our friends being like, hey, can, can we use that photo that you posted last <laughs> night? Because it's really good and we need more visual stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we love, uh, we get a lot of poetry as well, which is really cool. Yeah, like, nice. I don't really understand poetry, but, like, I like it a lot. <laughs> I mean, you're very, yeah. Poetry yeah. Tilly. Yes, yes. thanks, Tilly. Well, yeah, I'll be sure to uh, chuck something your your way. Yeah. If you both like it, then that'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and if anyone else wants to submit, obviously it's um, concretequeers.com. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, just head there and you'll find out all the information. Um, have you guys ever heard of the song um just one of the guys by jenny lewis have you have you heard of it have you seen it or anything i haven't even heard of it are you guys are you guys fans of christian stewart yes yes 
<laughs> okay, so the reason why I put this song on the list and I broke the rules of having queer artists only is because everyone needs to go and watch this video. <laughs> everyone needs to go and watch this video because Jenny Lewis has Kristen Stewart in drag, male drag. Oh, no. Oh, my and, God. And Hathaway in drag. <laughs> And, like, three other hot girls. Wow. And I think that, what you know, after you hear the song and how good it is, you just need to go and listen to this song. Um, but, anyways, before we play that, thank you so much, Alison and Catherine, for joining us this afternoon on yeah. The Red Queer. Thanks thank for you. having us. We look forward to seeing fun. your creations in the future. Absolutely. <laughs> Keeping up with Concrete Queers all the way. Um, well, this is one of the best video clips of all time. It is Just One of the Guys by Jenny Lewis. Welcome back to Loud and Queer. You're with Rob and Lisa. And that was just The Con by Tegan and Sarah. And before that, it was Just One of the Guys by Jenny Lewis. And this segment, we're going to be talking about... That was a drum roll. Queer dating apps. Oh, my God. And just queer dating in general as well. What a, what a topic. And, boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Yes, <laughs> a lot, but also, like, nothing. Yeah. Because, like, who even meets on these apps? I know, well... Well, I mean, no, I'm, well, okay, maybe Ooh. for maybe if you're in the lesbian market, no one freaking talks to each other, but that's, like, a bit of a... I mean, also, I should disclaim this by, like, please be over 18 when you're using these apps. Like, mm, they please. are not for the faint-hearted, nor are they for minors. So please yeah. refrain from doing that and signing up and even changing your age to yeah. 18 because it's not cool. Yeah, and, like, as somebody who did that, I don't condone that, and it was not a good thing. <laughs> not no. a good decision that I made. No. <laughs> so please just wait till you're 18 or meet someone the natural way. IRL, guys. Yeah, IRL. IRL. Yeah, not ASL. IRL. IRL, but yeah. uh, what, too many. Um, <laughs> so, okay, let's start. What apps are you on? Spill the tea. Well, at the moment, I'm not on any apps, but I have been known to frequent Hornet, Grindr, Scruff. Um, there's another one as well. Um, I think there's one called Jacked. They used to I use. have heard of that. Yeah, and um, Bumble, Tinder, all that yeah. stuff. You know, all the, the straight, oh goodness, straighties as well. So many. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, yeah, my straighty one eighties are Tinder and Bumble. Mm. But Bumble was real weird because I really cannot stand like the yuppie niche. Yeah, totally. And that's all Bumble is. Like, it's just like I mean, sometimes you're in the mood for a hot, you know, nice looking dude to go on a date with and have some drinks with. But not when all they can... T- it's, like, it's literally such a cliche. Like, all they can talk about is, like, Wall Street and, like, what they're... what oh they're God. Like, their car and their house. And, like, I'm so bored. Like, yeah. I'm not in this... For- if I was in this for the long run, honey, sign me up right now. Where's the, like, no prenup? You yeah, know what I mean? totally. But I'm in this for, like, a week at the most. Yeah. So, no, you're not really what I'm interested in. But then you've got the other side of the spectrum, which is Tinder. And this is... Sorry, this is me coming from, like, more of a bisexual perspective. And I'm just talking about guys here. And you got Tinder, which is kind of like you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel oh, sometimes. Totally. Like so, you got <laughs> two ends of the spectrum. Like, where do you meet in the middle? I just, I just don't know. But yeah, well, I guess a lot of the apps that I have used in the past, such as Hornet and Grinder and stuff like that, it's not really about the long term. It's more about the right now. Yes. <laughs> and so you don't really, I don't know. <laughs> you tend to, um, yeah, not really care as much. Yeah, exactly. Which isn't a good thing. Um, but yeah, I guess my experiences on Tinder have been, um, varied. Like I come from a bisexual perspective as well. So, um, I find that I, have never actually met up with anybody from Tinder. Really? Yeah. Because I just find it really hard to instigate conversation with people or have people instigate conversation with me. Yeah. Um, so a lot of men are pretty 
sleazy yes. and gross. And I feel like every time I talk to a woman, they think I'm sleazy and gross. Yeah. And so I'm just like in this weird cycle where help I'm like, me. help me out <laughs> here. Like, uh. No, I fully, fully understand that. Um, well, my Tinder, like I've had good experiences and bad experiences. Mm. I've had days where I've said, you know, oh, like, why did I do that or whatever. But then I've also had like really positive experiences um, with both men and women on Tinder. But I am always and Demi Lovato came out and said this yesterday as well in an interview she said that she always instigates conversation and I was like girl me too um because I feel like I don't and also in saying that I instigate conversation but I only want it to last for maybe like five minutes I can tell in the first like this is where we're at in the age of technology I feel I can tell in the first like three lines of you talking even just by the way you say hello if we're gonna meet up or not oh totally and so if we're going to meet up and I know we're going to meet up, I'm going to cut off the conversation right there. Hey, here's my number. Text me when you're free this week. I'm free on Wednesday. Let's go for a drink or yeah. let's go for a bite to eat or something. Um, and that's generally how I do it because I feel like the less you say online, the more you've got to talk about when you actually meet up and see if you've got anything in common. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and actually an app that's kind of like, I don't know, in my experiences, is kind of like taking the role of like Tinder and stuff like that is Instagram. Oh my god, I know. Like, <gasps> I I was um I've been seeing this guy f- for like a little while, and um, he actually like slid into my DMs like <laughs> one day, and like we just like kind of started chatting, and then we met up for like coffee, and it was like awesome. I was like, T- Instagram is like the way to go. Like, Instagram it's totally is killing it. So good. Except I've got a private account, so like, well, and now I have a private account, but before I didn't, and I agree. Yeah. I recently did it to someone who I didn't realise lived in Portland, in Oregon, in the USA. Oh, and I was amazing. like, oh, no, that was so bad. But, like, we still talk and stuff and it's fine. Um, but, yeah, have you had any – so aside from this Instagram thing, have you had any, like, success stories or anything coming from the apps or – The only thing I've ever actually ever had coming from apps other than, like, hookups mm-hmm. have been friends. Oh my God, I've actually same. made friends with some of the people that I've like slept with once or twice and then have been like, oh yeah, like this wasn't for me. Like you were really fun. Let's hang out in like a non-sexual way. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like really great. Like it's weird to say like when people are like, oh, how'd you meet? It's like, oh, we met on Grindr. I was like, yeah. are you guys together? It's like, no, we're not. We're just friends. We're just friends. <laughs> we're really good friends. Same. Um, so I've had my, I haven't really had any success stories. Oh, a mild success. Like I did date a girl for like a few months last year and that was very like, intense and whatever and then it ended but that was on tinder um other than that i've just had uh, mostly hookups but i found one of my really good friends on tinder and it was like it was almost like even when we were talking on tinder it wasn't we weren't interested in each other oh, it was just like friends yeah. we were just friends right off the bat and then we had each other on instagram and then we just became friends and now we hang out all the time and i'm like dude how do people are always like oh how do you guys know each other we're like tinder they're like did you guys date we're like no, no, what? <laughs> no. But they're like, but you're on Tinder. I was like, yeah, because she had like barbecue shapes in her picture and she looked really funny. Like, that's why I swiped on it. Like, oh my God, totally. Like, of course, you, who's not going to swipe to barbecue shapes? Exactly. Like, please. Do you have, um, like, do you have any like really funny like pickup lines that you use on Tinder? Ooh. I've got a really good one. Yeah, tell me. It's, I'm going to Worth's, do you need anything? Because oh it immediately gives you like, it immediately gives the other person a chance to be funny. Yes. And it also like gives them a chance to be a douchebag yes. and be like because if I say to like a dude being like uh, I'm, I'm like oh I'm going to Woolies you need anything and he'd be like condoms I'm like done no no. like next and then like someone's like says something really funny yeah. like I'm like yeah I'm into that like I love the humour 
They and get then it. you can get off on like a mutual ground as well. Like yeah, you've got totally. something to talk about. What are your favorite grocery items? Oh my goodness, I love peanut butter. Oh my god, me too. Yeah, I'm a hummus fan. I love my one kilo of Yumi's hummus. Like so Please, good. Who doesn't? What a bargain. Seven dollars, guys. Get on it. Um Yeah, well as as for like the general sort of lesbian spectrum, I've used the her app. Oh yeah. Um to no real success. I haven't used, I've literally, the reason why we're talking about this topic today is because I literally downloaded her again yesterday or the day before after not having it for over a year. Mm. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of still the same garbage. Yeah. Um, the only thing I've had off it was like, it was essentially a grinder hookup. It was wild um, <laughs> from her of all things. Um, other than that, people, and it's bizarre because it's like, okay, this is a, a safe female space where we're all supposed to be just that safe. But no one talks to each other. Yeah. Like, no one talks to each other. And it's not, not just me, because initially I was like, oh, maybe people just don't talk to me. My friends that use it, use it and stop using it because they're like, oh, no one, like I say hi and then just don't get a response. It's like, do people just sit here rating other people? Are we in an episode of Black Mirror? Yeah. Yeah, right. That's a bit what it's like at, the, at this point. Yeah, and like, I don't know. I found that when I... um when I went through a breakup at the end of last year, I re-downloaded, like, Grindr and, like, stuff like that. And it was just kind of, like, the same guys that were there, like, yes! from two years ago. I was like, <gasps> you guys are still on this. And like, then you reflect on yourself, like, I hope they don't see me. Yeah, because I'm like, they then they're going to think that I'm one of those people, maybe. And I'm like... That's why I changed my hair colour so much. <laughs> <laughs> just a lurker. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, wow, like, it's the same people, like, the same people were talking to me. I'm like, wow, I haven't spoken to you guys in, like, two years. And then I was like, I'm not about this life. I'm going to delete no. these apps. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It lasts for like that moment of sadness or like loneliness. And then you're just like, nope, nope, I'm good now. I'm good. I got to go. Delete, delete, delete. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any horror stories or like funny tidbits about these apps to tell us, you can tell us on our Twitter account at SinLoud. Um, we love hearing from you. We love our interactions. Um, something to pick up the mood mm-hmm. or maybe bring it down, depending on how you see this artist um, after this Heavy, heavy conversation, (laughs) you know, heart-wrenching for some of us that are wildly single. Um, (laughs) This is Warm Honey by Willow Smith. Welcome back to Loud and Queer on CN Nation. You just heard Warm Honey by the one and only Willow Smith, whose voice is so much like Warm Honey. Mm, Totally. She's come a long way since... um, Whip My Hair? Whip My Hair. I think that's the only song I know. Well, you should get... She just released an album, I think. I can't remember what it's called, but... um, I've got it on my Spotify and it's really good. It gets a bit sort of like that song, gets mm. a bit one tone, but yeah. it's just real nice if you're just sitting down, just need a bit of a break, just have a wine, have a have a bath, whatever. It sounds good to um, have. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Um, so now onto some not so um, nice things that have been happening in the world of the queers this week. Mm-hmm. Mama Roo. I know. Is in some hot water. Mm-mm. Um... So RuPaul uh, had an interview with The Guardian Mm -hmm. and the quote was, drag loses its sense of danger and its sense of irony once it's not men doing it because at its core it's a social statement and a big F you to male-dominated culture. So for men to do it, it's really punk rock because it's a rejection of masculinity. When asked if trans women can be drag queens, he brought up season nine contestant Peppermint, who was the first out trans woman to compete on the show, because there have been trans women on the show, but they've come out as trans after mm. it's aired and after they've been on. Yeah. Um, and Rue to that said, it's an interesting area. Peppermint didn't get breast implants until after she left our show. She was identifying as a woman, but hadn't really transitioned. 
let us all take a breather (laughs) because I give you Chad Michaels butt implants for one. Yeah, totally. Uh, Detox. Detox. Everything is silicon. Like (laughs) it's, it's not like, obviously my first word that comes to mind is it's offensive. Like obviously it's offensive, but it's like, okay. Yes. Rob, you say something? Cause I'm just like, (laughs) it's just like annoying because the whole idea of drag is that the fact that there's not just like one version of it. There's so many different like, versions of it yes it shouldn't be less like categorized into one thing like RuPaul didn't invent drag no like no RuPaul brought it to the mainstream yeah he may have may have marketed it marketed it to the the wider audience but yeah. he did not invent it like absolutely not and is that the reason is that the reason why Ru wants to keep it um this is like this is my sort of thoughts and criticisms this is by no means what has happened but is the, is the reason why Rue wants to keep it as, you know, cisgendered gay men in women's clothes that way so that it is more digestible to the straight audience that he has um, invited into our culture because, you know, as soon as you stick the label trans on anything, straight people start going, Wah! you know, like they have a bit of a freak out. Yeah, but he, should, he shouldn't facilitate, like, that oppressive mechanism. No, but he facilitates money. And that's why, yeah. I'm, that's why I'm surprised that so many of us have been surprised by these comments. Because Rue's been saying this for the longest, not in so many words mm. and not so blatantly, yeah. um, but has been saying it for the longest time. Um, there's quotes that he's got from interviews years ago where he calls himself a bunch of slurs and he says, because I've earned the right to do it, I've lived the life, which is fine when he's referring to himself. Call yourself whatever you want and own it. Absolutely. Mm. But do not project those words or those terms, especially if they can have derogatory connotations onto other people. Totally. Um, There was the whole issue with, you know, she-male and then being the segment on the show called She Mail and now it's um, called She's Already Done Had Hers. Yeah. They had to change that because the face of, you know, mainstream drag was changing and there was more out trans women that were part of it. And trans women invented drag. Like, yeah. wasn't it the... Like, have we not seen Paris is Burning? Have we not... Totally, right? It's Such just... Such a good film. All... It's, I highly... Rec- it's on Netflix at the moment, yeah, totally. isn't it? Yeah. I highly recommend everyone to go and watch um, Paris is Burning on Netflix. It's about ballroom culture and the way that everything started. All the words that you guys are using on Twitter now. Like sachet, chante. Reading, <clears throat> everything um, comes from ballroom culture, which is also where RuPaul came from. So I'm not... Under- like... Yeah. I'm just... I'm not shocked by what he said. I'm just shocked that, like, he's still saying it. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, it's it's really interesting to see what a lot of the um, contestants on his show have actually come out and said as well. Because there have been so many that have come out as trans. Uh, yep. Jiggly Caliente, uh, Sonique from season two. Yeah. Um, Carmen? Carmen Carrera, yep. yeah. she's um, She came out as trans. And, um, like, Peppermint as well, yep. like the most recent one. There's definitely yep. more, but, um, like, I can't think of them at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, just seeing... You know, they obviously hurt their feelings. A hundred percent. Like that's their that's someone their drag they look mother. Up to and they aspire, like, aspire to kind of be like. And it's nothing. There's nothing that hurts more than when someone you admire lets you down oh, and like discredits you. Discredit. That's yeah. exactly that's exactly the word for it. And I mean, Sasha Valua, Ben de la Creme, who I didn't know has been engaged to a trans woman for three years. Oh, he wow. said on Twitter, came out against it. Bianca Del Rio. Um, Trixie, Willem, Willem has been, we all know Willem, Willem yeah. has been very, very vocal about this whole thing. Um, and I'm enjoying the fact that we're not all falling to the power that Rue has and that 
he has created a community, but that doesn't mean that the community can't start another revolution exactly. against its leader. Yeah, totally. Um, <coughs> yeah, but um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's like, there's definitely like RuPaul's Drag Race, the show is problematic in some way anyway, but uh, this stuff is just kind of like ridiculous. And the fact that he hasn't been saying it for ages and it's only like now that the mainstream is kind of being like, oh, wait, that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's good that we're realising that it's not okay, but I'm interested to see where this goes next because there's obviously going to be a lot of backtracking and Rue's already tried to do that anyway, but it hasn't really worked out, especially with the whole trains flag incident. Oh, my goodness. So I've got an actual, like, transcript of the tweets here. So initially, after this whole thing came out, Rue tweeted, you can take performance-enhancing drugs and still be an athlete, just not in the Olympics, which was rude. Yeah, totally. And then, about six hours later, reversed it with each morning I pray to set aside everything I think I know so I may have an open mind and a new experience. I understand and regret the hurt I have caused. The trans community are heroes of our shared LGBTQ movement. You are my teachers. You know what? I would have actually accepted that apology had he not put the Olympics thing hours before it, backing Mm. up his his statements from the interview with The Guardian. But also, like, he's super conceited, like... It's like <clears throat> he's calling his like show the Olympics, which I guess like in some way that it kind of is because it's really intensive yeah. and it takes a lot of effort, a lot of endurance. and it, You see what it does to the contestants. They, they completely break down. But I don't know. It's just like calling your show the Olympics is kind of like he's put himself on the pedestal and like I think I feel like his ego is kind of, it's kind of getting to him. Oh, and I've noticed that seeping in for a yeah. while, a hot minute. It's been happening because I'm an avid listener of What's the Tea podcast because I find it fascinating. I love yeah. how they have interviews with so many like different people. It's absolutely fantastic. But Rue's repeating the same rhetoric. You know, when I was a boy and my dad and blah, 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 yeah. and like manifest <clears throat> and la, la, la. It's, I've been hearing the same thing for six years. Like, it's, it's been the same thing for absolutely six years. Um, anyway, then he must have Googled trains flag instead of trans flag and then put a picture of the trains, the flag for trains. <laughs> I didn't even know they had a flag for trains, but it's apparently green and yellow. Yeah. yeah. Posted that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was intentional, like an inside Rue joke with himself. Surely, or... he'd, surely he'd know. <laughs> like, surely. He'd you'd want to. You'd want to think so. So I hope so. Um, anyway, who's your prediction for Dry Grace winner Shangela, this season? For sure. Me too. Shangela's going to win. Seriously hope that Shangela takes the crown because she deserves it. Anyway, we're going to play another song for you guys. This mm-hmm. is Feelings by my homegirl, Hayley Kyoko. <laughs> Welcome back to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. You just heard Feelings by the wonderful, the ethereal Hayley Kyoko, who is like a lesbian dream icon queen for the <laughs> millennia. Everyone, please go and check her out. She's just got the best music videos, like gives lesbians a voice, especially young lesbians that never really had a voice before. I implore you. So that's, oh, to start off the froth or nots of the week, da-dun, 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 that's what I'm frothing, Hayley Kyoko. What about you, Rob? Um, I'm frothing two things. I saw Priscilla, Ooh. not the theatre production, but I saw... Um, the movie. What? I'd, ne- I'd never seen it before. What? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Lisa um, falls off chair. <laughs> like- yeah. I really liked it. I thought the costume was great. I thought the um, acting was awesome. I thought the performance that they delivered was awesome. I also thought the soundtrack was killer, except I don't like ABBA that much. But I mean, same. Yeah, but like the soundtrack was awesome. Um, another thing that I'm frothing is that I'm going to see Solange in June. 
Um, She'll be at the Sydney going, Opera House. Yeah, which is going to be amazing because I really want to see her. Um, I'm going with my ex-boyfriend. That's a bit weird, but a like, bit weird. that'll be all right. You well, know? I'm going to try to score tickets because I really want to go because I keep hearing that people are going and I was like, I can't go to Sydney again. I just got back and it ruined my whole week when I got back. I'm going to try to find myself tickets. Excuse me. Okay, guys. Rob said in the break... Oh, I'm gonna. I I saw Priscilla, and I went. Oh, me too. I saw the theater production about a month ago. The movie. Yeah. It's 2018. I know. I was really late to like. I'm really late to all like all the big like queer milestone things. Oh my like, goodness. Like all the rites of passage and like stuff like that. I've, how am I the only one? How am I? How did I only come out five months ago? Please, like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I came out like. What year is it? 2018. What year is it? <laughs> I came out like three years ago. Oh my goodness. And um, I just like... Missed the boat. I missed the boat, totally. What? I think because I was like, when I came out, I came out like around Du Bois. Mm. So like, I was with all my straight friends doing yes. like straight things. <laughs> yes, love it. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that kind of maybe um, influenced the fact that I hadn't seen that. But um, yeah, like I'm doing it now. So I've seen Paris is Burning like four times. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to go see... Um, I'm going to go see Priscilla in theatre now. You should. Yeah, I really it's love absolutely that. fantastic. And I think I'm going to dress up for it too. <laughs> Do it. I was. I went in baby drag and I was the only one there in baby drag and I actually saw one of Melbourne's biggest drag queens there out of drag and I felt ridiculous. Was it Karen I was from like, Finance? No, it was Art Simone. Oh, nice. And I felt ridiculous. Like, I could not have been more embarrassed of myself. I was like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. What am I doing? Who am I? I don't know. Um, thing that I'm frothing this week also, sorry to cut off the Priscilla no, talk. Go for it. Black Panther. I know yeah. it's been out for like ever and ever and ever, but excuse me, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, right. I know he's a villain, Yeah. but. See, I'm always attracted to the villain. I'm me always too. attracted to the villain. Like Game of Thrones, someone give me Ramsay Snow. Like. I know, oh, my so goodness. problematic, but he's so me sexy. Me <laughs> too. Me too. Ramsey Snow is, yes, way yeah. too much. Way so too twisted, but I'm like, I'm kind of into that. <laughs> you can tell us who your favourite villain is on Twitter, at Sin Loud. Um, our Facebook group is also um, a thing that you can go on and chat to us on, and it's the Sin Nation Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria. And also, you can listen to our podcast on Omni, iTunes and SoundCloud. Thank you. Rob. Thank you, Lisa. For this fabulous show that we have undertaken by ourselves. Amazing. This week, just two little poor old souls. And thank you to Alison and Catherine for coming in and having great chats with us. We're going to end it on the highest note I can possibly imagine, which is with the Veronica's This Is This Love. (laughs) See you next week. Tune in to hear Loud and Queer streaming live on SinNation at sin.org.au. You can find more of our episodes on Omni, SoundCloud and iTunes. Our podcast music is by accident. You can find more of her music on Bandcamp. You can find us on Facebook in the Sin Nation Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria. And find us on Twitter at SinLoud.